Oh my goodness. I'm so gonna get Craig when he get, when I see him next time. How are you all doing? Good to see you all. It's good to be back at South Point and I'm making sure I hit my time because last time I went over by three minutes and, and they charged me a year a minute before I got invited back. And so I'm going to make sure as he that is short gets invited back. So I want to make sure Craig and Pat, I know I'm joking, but I'm kind of not. You know, they kind of, <laughs> you all know your pastors. They're wonderful, but they don't play when it comes to time. So it's in, it's in good. Good to see you all. So glad to be with you all today. Uh, I'm here with my wife and my daughter and my two sons. And so they are there as well. And so grateful to have them there. My son saw a kid's point, and he almost dropped our hand and ran off. He was like, goodbye. I don't want to see y'all. And so that's what happens when we come to South Point. Then he comes back. He's like, how come we don't have, like, leave us alone there. South Point's older than us. We'll get there. We'll get there. So listen, welcome those of you that are watching online as well. It's good to have you with us and joining us as well. Let's just jump right in. I, I just want to know, is it real Sunday? Is it, is it real Sunday already? Because I figure I want to just have a real conversation with you. Have you ever felt like God was asleep at the wheel when something bad happened? Yeah, yeah. Like you, yeah, you, you thought like, Lord, you know, like, I guess it seems like you should have done something to keep this from happening. Anybody ever felt that, that okay, I love the honest service. I love it. I love you all. Because everybody else sat there like, I don't know, I don't know. And before, you all like me, me. I did. I, I thought that. And so I want to talk with you about that today as we talk about this, these words, I am. Did you know like those words, like there, there's a Greek phrase for those I am words. Like when, when, when they interpret those Hebrew words, those words in, in, in Greek that, that, that I am, it's this word ego in me. It's a declarative statement, and the only way I can describe it is, anybody remember the, the, the original Superman series, movies, like, like, well, TV shows, not the one that right now with the hairy chest looks like Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I'm talking about the one, like the original one with Clark, and, and remember he, when he turned Superman, he would kind of rip open his shirt, and you see the ass, and it was like, uh-oh, somebody about to get it. That is the visual version of this phrase, ego in me. It is where Jesus could always peel back it on you. You'd see the big J. You'd be like, you know, and he's going, ego in me. He's, he's, he's making a declarative statement about a deep truth about who he is. So when you hear, I am, I want you to just almost visualize him, almost like he can't even take it. He can't even hold it. I am the good shepherd. I am the door. Today we're going to talk about I am the resurrection and the life. And when he pulls it up, I am this. And so here's where we're, we're starting today. John chapter 11, starting at verse 17. If you're with me, say I'm with you. Oh, I'm so glad. So glad this morning. So it says in John chapter 11, on his arrival, meaning Jesus, Lazarus has died. I guess I should have gave you a little preview of the story of Lazarus. And Lazarus died. It says on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. And when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. 
Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Anybody feel like God was close enough to do something about it before it got real bad? Yeah, here's where they are. Like they, the scripture mentions that Bethany's only two miles away because they knew he was close. They didn't just know he was close. They knew he was close enough to do something about it. Anybody ever feel like, Lord, now, Lord, look, I used to be a long way away from you, but now you and I are close. How did you not show up and take care of this? Come on, come on. Anybody with me this morning? Like, like how, 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 did, how did this happen when, now when I was out there? Doing all, my, doing all my stuff, you know, shaking, moving. Okay, all the, all the wrong things in all the right places, the wrong things, wrong place, whatever it is. Now it's out there, no problem. Now I'm serving you in here. Here comes hell in my house. Now where are you at? Right, right? I'm just... just I think we might as well be true because we didn't all come to leave the same way, right? I figured we might as well get a little change in while we came. Two miles away, and Martha's like, you, you couldn't have made it here? We're close. And Martha, Mary, and Lazarus were like brothers and sisters to Jesus. So they're like, we're people. If you had been here, and you know how you say something to somebody, and it's, it's, not, it's not like a sword. Like, you don't cut them up. It's more like a paper cut. Anybody had them paper cut friends? They just, like, it, it, it ain't going to kill you. Boy, it stings when they say something. If you had been here, he wouldn't be dead. Like, it burns. It burns. There's this, them paper cut ones. Here's where she said this. She says, but, but, that, but that even, but I know that now God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus said, your brother will rise again. Martha answered and said, I know he'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. She was looking like, look, 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 look what's happening here. She said, I know one day he's going to rise again. One day in the resurrection, he's going to rise. And Jesus comes in, just kidding. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live. And even though they die, and who, uh, even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Newsflash, God knows who he is. Do you know who he is? Yes. See, it doesn't matter. Like, he, he's not, he has no identity crisis. But he wants to know, is that your, because here's the deal. If it's not what you believe, then it's not your reality. And so you can't get the benefit. You can't give what you don't have. You can't get what you don't have. Not in, not in the realm that really matters. In this life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you are. That's why you are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer. You are one that, that you're the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You are blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed when you come, blessed when you, that's why you got to know who you are. Because you got a world that's trying to convince you that you're something that you're not. That's why you got to know who you are 
in Christ. Come on, somebody hearing me this morning. This is who I am in Christ. Greater is he that's in me than whatever is in this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A thousand may fall in my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but no evil is coming near my dwelling place. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver them out of them all. I'm an all. Any all's in the room to say. So here's Martha, and so Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. And she goes, yes, Lord, she replied, I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come. She missed the whole thing. He didn't ask her if he was the Messiah. He asked her, do you believe I'm the resurrection and the life? And some of us are doing that same thing. We're answering a question he didn't ask. I, I, I believe you're God. No, but do you think I can fix your marriage? Oh, I believe you're God. I believe, you know, I got the salt sticker on my car. Do you have, but, but, but do you have change in your life? Well, I, 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 believe, I believe that with God, all things are possible. But can he get you out of debt? Can you own a home when your family never owned one? Like, how big are you dreaming? How, how much are you pulling on him to have a brand new life? Or are you gauging what you can do by a generation before you? Or what people can say? Or are you going to like say, Lord, with you, all things are possible. Let them talk, but let them talk from behind you. Don't let them prophesy to you when they don't have a word from the Lord for your life. Let them talk that noise from behind. You keep saying in what God's word says. I believe you're the Messiah. I didn't ask you about the Messiah. I asked you, hey, do you believe I'm the resurrection and the life? After she said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and he's asking for you. And when Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. And when the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was uh, going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was, she saw him, fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not, be, would not have died. Oh, isn't it amazing how you can worship and still like lash out at God? Got the right posture on the outside, but on the inside is festering. Some of us have been that very same thing. We're we're in the right place. We're in church. Got the right posture. But on the inside, we got an issue with him that we've never resolved. That we've never fully explored. And for right good reason. Like we don't want to be disrespectful because he's been too good to us. But I'm telling you, your Southern, our Southern mentality that wants to be respectful has now become distrust because we're not honest. So we haven't let him know that, hey, this, this wound that was supposed to be healed many years ago is still like open on me. 
Like when you touch me there, like I, we, well, you know, anybody have it infected? You get tested, you, you almost change languages because it hurts so bad. And so when the Lord like comes close to that area in your life, you, you, you don't want to get to a place so you, you keep him far from that. But inside, it is now grown to a place where you don't trust him when it hits the fan. That's where he's coming. He came right there to your front door today. Because some of us are good with him with money. Some of us are good with him with stuff. But when it comes to the ultimate, like death, like we, we, we don't know if we can really trust him. No, no, because he should have been there when my grandmother died. He should have been there when my friend got killed. He should have been there when I got hurt. Like, where, where were you then? Where were you then? I don't want no song. I, I, need, I need you. Is it real? Is we still, we still good? Or am I, I'm just, just making sure because y'all got real quiet. Everybody started looking like, what, where, where, where are we going? But I figure we might as well tell, because here's the thing. God can handle truth. He will meet you on an ugly truth before he will ever meet you on a pretty lie. Some of us just don't know how to get just ugly with him. I love what Mary and Martha did. They just, they, just, they just let it out. You know, if you had been here, we wouldn't be dealing with this. I love you, but I want you to know. If you was here, we wouldn't be dealing with this. Anybody ever felt like that with the Lord? Like, Lord, if you was here, if you had showed up, if you had answered when I called the first time, second time, third time, we wouldn't be dealing with this right here. Let me help you before I even get to the end. It ain't over yet. If you can still can do this and breathe air in, it ain't over yet. If you still got air in them lungs, you still got good mental faculty about you, you it ain't over yet. The story's not over yet. I know, because here's the thing, you have the same issue that Martha had. Martha believed that too much time had elapsed, that not even Jesus could do something about it. Of course, we don't ever think that, right? We never think that too much time has elapsed to fix the situation. We never think that it's just too far gone that not even God can do something about it. This is exactly where we find Martha. Bible goes on and Mary after says that soon. When, 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 when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. They said, come and see, Lord, they asked. And the Bible says that Jesus wept. Just pause right there and just say, sometimes we have this miss, this wrong idea about God, like he's sitting back and he's just, when we're hurting, he's like, oh, silly people. Why do you hurt? Why do you cry? I've got a greater plan. We have a God that hurts with us, that feels what we feel. And that's why he did something about it and sent Jesus to make sure that when I fix this thing, it's going to be fixed once and for all. 
So us uh, sitting back there and if I can't, oh my goodness, my time is running. But let me just say this because I just got to go here. We're talking about resurrection and the life. Uh, this is why, and I just want to speak to this because we do silly things as believers. Like when somebody dies, like we try to bring comfort because death is so unnatural to us. So we say stuff like, the Lord needed another angel. Father God, if I hear it one more time, I'm a vomit in my mouth. Uh, heaven needed another soldier. Another angel went on up. There is nothing you find in Scripture that says we become angels. We don't grow wings. We don't, we don't, no, that's not us. We are sons and we are daughters. That's why it never brings the peace that it should. That's why we hear stuff like that and inside while you're weeping and upset, you, you have to choke down, tell them, I wish you'd shut up. Because it don't bring any peace. You know why? Because it's not truth. Here's the reality. There's some things on this side I don't understand that happens. And so when I get there, I got questions. But Deuteronomy tells me that the things that belong to the Lord belong to him. And the things that he's revealed belong to me. In other words, you're not going to always get an answer on this side. And when you don't have an answer, you fall on the rock. I know you're good. I know you're faithful. I know that you have a plan for me, thoughts of good and not evil to give me a future and a hope. I don't understand this, but I refuse to curse you with my doubt. Come on, can you hear me this morning? This place. So, so please, how about this? Like if you don't know what to say, how about trying, I'm going to help you out. This is even free. Just say that. I don't even know what to say, except I'm here with you. Can I hug you? Can I do something to let you know I care, but I don't want to say the wrong thing? Can you just be that honest? That would even work better than some chicken soup for the Christian soul thing that you read last week. Talking about the rainbow and, and when the sky turns orange, that means your loved one looked at you. I bet it don't. I bet it don't. I bet it don't. It just means the orange clouds are right there. You can be comforted by the word. If you have to be comforted by something other than what God's truth is, then I promise you, you're not really, you don't really want comfort. You don't really want comfort. And so we go, oh, we get going because I'm not going to get invited back again. Okay, let me, let me focus. And so... And so, uh, and so here's where Jesus wept. And then the Jews saw him and loved him. Uh, the Jews saw and said how he loved him, speaking of Lazarus. But some of them said, could not the one that opened the eyes of the blind have kept this man from dying? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The real housewives was also in Jerusalem. <laughs> okay. They was talking. They was talking. You don't think he could? I mean, he, he, he feeding all these people. He couldn't have kept that man from dying. I mean, I'm all about the loaves and fish. Well, how about, little, how about you fix that, Jesus? Because we think it too. We think it too. I'm tired of reading about David. Tired of re- I, I need something in my life. I need my own book. I need the book of James. I need the book of Keisha. Book of Allen, Book of Dan. Okay, okay. 
Okay, anybody hear me? Yeah, anybody hear me? Yeah. yeah. So scripture goes on, and so the Bible says that Jesus once more deeply moved, came to the tomb, and when it is when it came to the oh my god, my time is okay. When it came, and it was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Jesus said, "Take away the stone," but. But Lord, Martha said, the sister of the dead man, by this time, there's a bad odor, for he's been in there four days. I thought she wanted Jesus to do something. Here's the reality, because here's what he's letting you know. Sometimes the way Jesus chooses to do it is going to cause there to be not, you're not going to be, it's not going to be convenient for you. It might stink a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it might stink a little bit. It stinks when I got to go and be the first one to say I'm sorry. And I don't want to because I'm right. Because I'm the pastor, because I'm right. <laughs> right, right. He doesn't really care about my title. He just cares that I'm obedient. It stinks sometimes to do what's right. Then, yeah, yeah. Sometimes when he, when he comes in your life, like he, here's the thing. You all know that he doesn't even ask my, my, my suggestion about how he should fix stuff. He has the nerve to just be God and do it his way. Who does he think he is? Maybe God. Yeah, yeah. Been at it a whole lot longer than I've been James. And sometimes when he moves in your life, it messes everything up for all the right reasons. She's worried about an odor and should have been worried about getting touched. So he goes on and says that by this time there's an odor and then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you'll see the glory of God? Notice he didn't tell her, if you believe, you'll see your brother. Oh, see your brother, then if, if that's all you go, if you believe, you'll just see your brother. That's all you're going to get. But, but if you believe, you'll see the glory of God. See, the glory of God will do this. Not only will you see your brother, but something in you will change to where you think not even death can hold him down. If you see the glory of God, you'll be one that starts looking at, and you'll become the most dangerous thing on the earth. Somebody don't fear death. Somebody that believes, well, if he did it for my brother, he'll do it for me. Hit me with your best shot. You'll be something in you that will, if you get his glory, everything will change. Anybody hearing me yet? So they took the stone away, and then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing there, that they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, Jesus called out loud, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out with his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, take those grave clothes off. Here's where I'm going to go. Here's where I'm going. Who's ever running my slides? I'm a, I'm a, here's, here's my arm. I'm going to the end. I'm going to my last three. Okay, you still with me? We still good? All right. I'm trusting you're still with me. Here, here's where I'm going here. I want to leave you with three things because I just feel like well, I just need to speak to a couple people before I go. So here's my last three points. It's in your notes. Now, look, there's a whole bunch of blanks in there. You're going to have to get those from the people from the first service. Okay, because I know some of y'all are like, do not leave me with no blanks on no Sunday morning. Okay, so you just got the deal. You're going to have to deal. Father, heal them right now in Jesus' name. Help them. Help them. All right, here's my last. Here's where I want to go. Because in this, I want to get to these ones. That Jesus' statement that he's a resurrection in the life provided a godly perspective on several spiritual matters. 
Here's this first one. Martha believed that the resurrection was an event. Jesus showed her that the resurrection is a person. She thought it was an event. He's, it is a person. And it's been a person, and it'll be a person again. Anybody remember, like, reading in the Bible about when Jesus died? Anybody remember? Because there's one, there's one scene they never show in the movies. It's the scene that's right in the Word where it says that when he died, that the, that the sky got dark, and there was an earthquake. And the Bible says, check it out, it's not just in the Jehovah Witness version. It's, it's in this one, the real one. No offense to former Jehovah Witnesses in the room. I'm, I'm sorry, but you can get saved today. <laughs> Lord will deliver you from that. You come into the real kingdom. Okay. Where Jesus is Lord. All right. Anybody move on? Okay. Stay focused. Yeah. All right. So here's anybody. So in that story, the Bible says that not only did it, did it earthquakes and, and dark skies, but it said that graves opened up and dead people got out and went into the city and were seen. Ego, ear. Not just that. Even the Lord had to hold Jesus. Like, now, yes, son, I know you want to wreck this whole thing, but you just got to hold. There's no point there, but I'm going to let a little bit out. I'm going to let a little bit out. Can you hear me yet? Can you hear me? That's how much power is in Jesus. Remember when they came to get him in the Garden of Gethsemane, and they didn't even know who he was. And, and they were looking around, and, who is Jesus? And the Bible says, he said, I am he. And it says they all fell to the ground. Don't forget, don't get it twisted, who we're dealing with. Jesus is exercising a lot of restraint right now. Because when they put him in the ground and they they killed him, people came alive. When he said, this is who I am, they fell to the ground. This next time, he's changing the whole thing. Because the resurrection is not an event. The resurrection is a person. And if that person is inside of me, then greater is he that's in me, that's in the world. Because I am filled with the resurrection. Don't get in me. You might might mess around and come alive. So here's this second one. That Martha's knowledge of eternal life was some abstract idea. Jesus proved that knowledge of eternal life is a personal relationship. You want to know about eternal life? You got to know me. When you know about eternal life, you won't wait to start living when you get to heaven. Heaven will come right here to earth. You'll start living right here. You'll call on me and I'll answer. You'll know me, and you won't, in difficult times, you won't, you won't need a false truth. You'll have the truth. It doesn't mean it's not going to hurt. It just means it won't hurt forever. It mean, doesn't mean you're not going to have to go into the fiery furnace. It just means I'll be there when you get there, and it still won't harm you. It means that even though that person that died is a deep wound, the same Jesus can heal right where you hurt Here's this last one. Martha thought that victory over death was a future expectation. Jesus corrects her and said that victory over death is a present reality. You're not one day going to overcome death. He has overcome already. And all we can put this is, 
you're living a long time, you're only going to die for one day. And after that, you're going to come alive again where you're not going to say death anymore. No more sorrow, no more tears. You're going to be set free. And here's, here's why I came today, because I, I feel like when I was looking at the message, like where, where the Lord's over there are people in the room that have been devastated by some sort of death or tragedy. You've been, like, you've been a great soldier. You've been absolutely about the duty of serving the Lord. But man, you've just been hurt, like you've been hurt, hurt. And it has absolutely like caused even just this separation, this place of distrust between you and the Lord. Because you don't understand why it happened. And I tell you this, I believe the Lord's coming here today to go, look, how come you don't talk to me about that? I know it's, not, and here's what, here's what talking, talking is different than what you're doing. You can't be going, why, why? That's not talking to him about it. The talking looks like this. Lord, can you help me figure out what my purpose is now that insert the name is gone to be with you? Help me to figure out why I'm still alive. Because I got a reason. There's a reason I'm alive. And it's not just to mourn their death all the days of my life. And it's not being disrespectful. It's not being disrespectful. Jesus brought Lazarus back. He's going to bring you back again too. But you got to start living. Some of you here, here's what happened. Some of you died when your loved one died. And I came to just speak over you what the Lord's speaking over you. What in the world are you doing at that grave? Come on out of there. You're alive for a reason. You have a purpose in God for a reason. And yes, it hurt. Yes, it was real. Yes, it seems like a horrible nightmare. But resurrection life is here. And he wants you to live and stop living like someone that has died with your head bowed and your eyes closed right where you are today. That's you and you say, Pastor James, like, like man, like, that's me. Like, Pastor James, I didn't want to be mad at the Lord. I didn't, I didn't intend even on being like distrustful. But Pastor James, like when you said that, like something in me said, that's me. Pastor James, I don't want to spend one more day, one more day like that. It's me, it's me. That's you today. You're saying, like you just need a touch from the Lord in that area where where a death has affected you at a deep level to where it's even caused you to even have some distrust toward the Lord in an area. Would you be so bold, so come to say, Pastor James, would you lift your hand right where you are? I want to pray for you. Awesome. Oh my goodness, yeah. Oh my, all over the room, all over the room, yeah. All over the room. Father, in Jesus' name, these are your children and you love them. And they're lifting their hands because they need you that they're falling on the rock and now by the presence of your spirit would you touch every place every wound that's open i pray that it's cleaned out and healed in jesus name 
that you not look at the scars of your life of that person and see that you were injured, but you would look at it now and realize you were healed. That you receive a fresh infilling and touch from the Lord this morning. That you'd be changed from the inside out. That you'd understand what real healing is so that not only you can be healed, but you can help others as well. In Jesus' name, I bless you with the presence of God in your life and a restoration of trust in your life that you would count him and see him once again as being worthy, worthy of your trust. Worthy, worthy of your, of your faith. Worthy, worthy to be honest with him and open and trust him that he can handle your anger and your disappointment and then grab his arm and let him walk you through it so that you're never the same again in Jesus name while your heads are still bowed your eyes are still closed maybe you're here today in the first place that you need a resurrection is you got to let this old life that you have die and you need a new life in Jesus or maybe you have once once before said I used to follow the Lord but uh, not now Whatever the case is, right where you are, would you choose today to surrender your life to Jesus? Love the opportunity to pray with you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you forward, but I am going to ask you to make a decision today, right where you are. If that's you and need to surrender your life to Jesus, don't leave here the same way. Don't leave here the same way. Hey, you feel the love of God right now? That's a real thing. That's not emotion. That's a real thing. So right where you are, would you just lift your hands and say, Pastor James, me. I'm surrendering my life to Jesus. I'm rededicating my life. Oh my goodness, I see you. Yeah, I see you. 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 Awesome. Awesome. Come on, pray with me right where you are. Father God, I've sinned. I have mean, I've made mistakes. And I'm asking for your forgiveness. You said in your word, if I surrender my life to Jesus, and believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead, I will be saved. So Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Father God, I choose to believe that you raised Jesus from the dead. And right now, according to your word, I'm saved, I'm your child, and I will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, James. Appreciate that word. If you'll stand with me. Remember, we have people down here that want to pray with you. If you need anything today to pray about, please come down and see them. There's also a book down there. If you'd like it, it's yours for free called Fresh Start. If you're starting fresh in your faith or you just need a, a little bump in the faith that you're living in, that book's a great book to get. Now receive this benediction. Lord, may the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Have a great day.